And we're going to be continuing in our series, What's the Big Deal? What's the Big Deal? Pastor Micheline uh, kicked off this series last week. Who remembers what we talked about? Who remembers? Friendship? What about it? What was the question she asked? What's the... <laughs> but there was a specific question about friendship. A blow, what? <laughs> choosing friends, yes. She talked about what's the big deal about choosing our friends, right? She talked about our friendship choices, okay, and how friends can lead us uh, wrongly, right? She, she did an illustration where uh, how she was on stage, right? And we as Christians, you know, we're called to live to a higher standard. So it's harder to pull someone up than it is to get pulled down, Right? So she talks about how our friends can pull us down, right, and to make good friendship choices. So in this series, we're going to be asking certain questions every night. So for tonight, the question we're going to be asking is, what's the big deal if I date outside of my faith? What's the big deal if I date outside of my faith? Now, I'm going to just give you the answer, right? Right up top, the answer, right? Because as Christians, we're supposed to follow the word of God, right? And in the word of God, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? There's your answer right there, right? So that doesn't just apply to relationships, but also friendships, right? Don't team up with unbelievers believers, right? So the answer's right there, all right? But tonight what we're going to talk about is what happens when you do date outside of our faith. So real quick disclaimer, we here at 5979 believe that the only reason to date is for marriage. That's the only reason, all right? So maybe some of you guys aren't in that space where you are ready to get married, and that's fine, right? That's fine. So you probably shouldn't be dating, right? So I just want to say that right up top, all right? Because maybe some of you guys aren't dating and you're like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me. Well, you're going to need this information later, okay? So make sure you guys tune in, all right? So we're going to talk about what happens when we date outside of our faith. I think three things happen, all right? It might happen slowly. It might happen fast. It might be somewhere in between, right? But I believe it will happen when we date outside of our faith. The first thing is that we compromise our Christian morals. We compromise our Christian morals, right? Someone who doesn't share our faith is not going to have the same morals as us. They're not going to have the same standards as us, right? And I just read that verse, 2 Corinthians, right? So, when you get in the relationship, you already compromised, right? That's the first, the first compromise you made was getting into the relationship, all right? And after that, maybe other compromises happen. Maybe you stop coming to church. Maybe you stop coming to youth group. Maybe your language changes, right? And the truth is that we see warning signs, right? We see these warning signs pop up, and we're just like, I'm going to keep going. Right? Kind of like these guys in this video. Right? So, quick video, right? Clearly, shouldn't be feeding this thing some jerky, okay? Got blood all over his mouth. He's growling. Like, no, you're supposed to run. 
Let me tell you, if I saw that thing, you wouldn't even hear anything. All you hear were, sorry, my ring, my ring. You would just hear footsteps. <laughs> you would just hear footsteps, all right? I would just turn, right? But a lot of times, we see these warning signs, and we ignore them, right? Maybe our friends tell us about this person. We're like, hey, I'm interested in so-and-so. They're like, mm, I heard about that person. And you're like, ah, but I kind of like them, so I'm going to still go, right? Am I right? We hear stories about them, and we're like, oh, no, but it's going to be different for me. It's going to be different. I'm going to change them, right? Sometimes we even see their actions, right? We know what they did. We were there when they did it. And we're like, oh, but she's cute, though, so... And it starts with these small compromises, right? It starts with these small compromises, right? I remember telling my friend about this guy. I knew what he was doing. He was doing some dirt, right? I told her, and then she still went out with him. And then what I said would happen, happened, right? And that happened to another friend of mine, right? I, I, I used to, I'm from New Jersey, right? So when I first started uh, becoming a youth leader, there was another youth leader, she was a girl, and she would always tell me, oh, I need a Christian man, and I, she kind of liked me, but I didn't like her. <laughs> but she would always tell me, oh, I need a Christian man, blah, 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 right? And I didn't even ask her about it, right? So she would text me or whatever, and then she told me about some dude. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, he treats you nice. Oh, wow, that's awesome. He gives you compliments. That's great. Is he, is he a Christian? She was like, No. And I was like, okay, you're the one that told me you want a Christian man. Now you're telling me this dude that you like is not Christian. So I'm like, okay. So we keep going. She keeps telling me about him. I keep asking the same questions. She keeps saying no, right? Eventually, all right, remember, I, I lived in Jersey, all right? So we had a blizzard, okay? I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's a lot of, a lot of snowfall, okay? We had a blizzard, okay? And this thing happens, right? You get snowed in. And you can't go anywhere, right? So this blizzard happened, and I'm texting her about it. I'm like, man, that blizzard was crazy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I couldn't get out, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got stuck at his house. And I was like, huh. I was like, where did you sleep? And she didn't answer me. I was like, oh, okay. I said, I know what happened already, right? After that, I stopped seeing her. She stopped, she stopped going to church. She stopped becoming a youth leader because she compromised her morals at the beginning, and that left more and more and more compromises, and eventually it took her out of her faith, right? See, when we date outside of our faith, it will cause constant friction, constant friction, right? We're pulling in different directions, right? One of us is pulling up, one of us is pulling down. Right? Even if they're not actively trying to do bad things, you're still trying to go up. You got to wait, hold it on you like, I'm standing right here, <laughs> right? And remember, the purpose of dating is marriage, right? So if you're dating this person and eventually you marry them, what's going to happen when you have kids? What's going to happen when uh, you're like, hey, I want to tithe, and they're like, I ain't giving my money to who? The church? Well, for what? Right? There's always going to be a point of friction because your morals don't line up. 
And maybe some of you aren't even in that like headspace of like, oh man, I want to get married or whatever. But remember, just keep, keep it in mind, right? Because you will get to that point. So I want you guys to remember these things, right? I want you guys to make good choices, right? If you see a coyote with blood on his mouth and growling, I don't want you to be like, eh, you want some jerky, right? No, you'd be like, I got to get out of here, right? So that's the first thing that happens. We compromise our Christian morals. After we do that, the second thing that happens is we start putting our feelings over our faith. We put our feelings over our faith. See, when we get in a relationship as a Christ follower, we're supposed to be led by the Word of God, right? We're supposed to follow the Word of God. We're supposed to follow wise counsel, right? Our parents, you know, mentors in our lives. But once we've compromised those morals, then we start leading with our flesh, right? When I say that, I mean whatever feels good, right? Maybe you just feel loved. Maybe you feel accepted, right? Whatever feels good is what you're going over, right? Because it clearly says not to be with an unbeliever, right? So you already compromised. Now you're putting your feelings over your faith, right? And I can't tell you how many times uh, I've heard a friend or someone be like, I'm like, oh, they're not a Christian? Oh, why are you dating them? And they're like, oh, because I love him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or I hear guys say the same thing. I'm like, bro, what love are you talking about? What kind of love are you talking about? In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Right? See, this is where having good friends, right, having good, strong Christian friends can help. Right? Because when you are getting into that relationship, they can stop you and be like, no, we're done. We're cutting this off right now. We see the path. You're going down. You need to stop, right? Because if you don't have those good friends, all they, all they care about is, oh, yeah, she bad. Yeah, you better go get that. Right? Am I being honest? Right? Am I speaking to anyone right now? I know you guys are younger than me, but let me tell you something. It's the same exact things that are happening when I was your age are still happening right now. The same exact things. There's a man in the Bible. Well, putting our feelings over our faith leads to failure, right? When we put our feelings over our faith, it leads to failure. There's a man in the Bible called Solomon, right? And when he became king, God said, Solomon, whatever you ask for, I'll give it to you. Whatever you ask for, I'll give it to you. And he asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom. So this man was the wisest man, okay? But he was still a man, right? And what his downfall was, he started marrying these women, and he started getting these women that he wasn't supposed to be with, right? And so in 1 Kings 11, 4, it says, For it came about as Solomon grew old that his wives led his heart away after other gods, so that his heart was no longer wholly devoted to Adonai, his God, unlike the heart of his father, David. This man had God given wisdom. God literally gave him wisdom, and he still fell to his feelings, right? He compromised by marrying them and by being with these women, and then he put his feelings over his faith. And this is what happens with us when we 
date outside of our faith. Maybe that person that we're with is saying, hey, you know, just, just send a little pic. Just send a little pic. Right? Am I being honest? It's real quiet in here. It's real quiet. Am I being truthful? Right? We, we hear, oh, well, I mean, let's just, let's just hang out, you know? Let's just, you know, watch a little movie. What's really happening? Right? It's real quiet in here. But that's what happens. We compromise our faith, and then something feels good, and we don't care about our faith anymore, right? Because we're putting our, fa- our feelings over our faith. And as Christians, right, when it's two Christians, we have conviction, right? We, we may make mistakes, but someone, one of you guys are going to be like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. This is what the Word says. This is what we're following, right? But when you guys are in a Christian, they're just like, this feels good. Let's keep doing it, right? Because ain't nothing stopping them. The third thing that happens, after we compromise our Christian morals, after we start putting our feelings over our faith, the third thing is God gets ignored. God gets ignored. Maybe you stop reading the Bible altogether. You start skipping church. You don't even care about going anymore. You're like, oh, Saturday, 7 p.m.? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go hang out. You can text and FaceTime that person 24-7 and not open your Bible or spend time with God for one minute, right? Because what has really happened is that that person has become your God. That person has become your God because you're spending all your time on them. You don't care about what the Bible says. You don't care about what your parents say, right? Because let me tell you something. If I know one thing, parents have wisdom, okay? They will know when you're dating the wrong person. They will tell you and will think they're wrong. They're right, all right? They'll be like, oh, you shouldn't be dating that boy. You shouldn't be dating that girl. And we ignore them, right? See, the truth is that these things, these mistakes can still happen even in a Christian relationship. But because we have our faith, because we have, you know, our Christian morals, we're able to bounce back, right? We're able to get convicted by the Holy Spirit and turn and sin no more, right? But when you don't have that, then there's nothing stopping you, right? You, you, everyone's, most people have heard the phrase of backsliding, right? If you're sliding back, you don't got no faith, there's nothing to stop you from sliding. You're going to keep going, right? You're just going to keep going till you hit rock bottom. When we date outside of our faith, we don't just fall into sin, we sit in it. We don't just fall into sin, we sit in it, right? Falling into sin is like a mistake, right? It's something that you maybe you can't control, right? It just happens or it's an, an impulse, right? But like I said at the beginning, right, Second Corinthians, right, don't uh, join with uh, unbelievers, right? Right off that, you're already, comp- you're already compromised, right? So you fell and you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep dating them. Yeah, I'm going to keep going on dates. I'm going to keep hanging out with them, right? So now you're just in it, right? Now we can't hear the Holy Spirit as much, Right? When that conviction comes up, it's less and less and less. Right? There was a man named Samson in the Bible. Right? He was a strong man. Right? He did mighty things. Right? Amazing things with the help of God. But 
he saw a woman who he wasn't supposed to be with, and he compromised his morals. He put his feelings over his faith, and he ignored God, and he lost all his strength, right? And he did get redeemed at the end, but if he didn't do those things, he wouldn't have had to, you know, go out the way he did, you know, because it was pretty bad. But the more we compromise our morals, the more we put our feelings over our faith, the more God gets ignored. Now, having the desire for a relationship is completely natural. All right, I remember being 12 years old in the sixth grade, right, and we were in health class, and they were trying to scare us, right? They were like, who in here is ready to be a father, right? And I've had the desire in my heart to be a father and a husband for, since I was that age, right? So little old me, 12 years old, I said, huh? <laughs> they didn't know what to do, <laughs> right? So I've had this desire for the longest time. But my wife right there in the back, Erin, love you. I didn't start dating her until I was 27, okay, 27, let me say that again, 27, okay, I had that desire since 12, and she's the only woman I've ever dated, the only one, so I say that to say you can 100% wait, okay, it's not a question of if, you can, you can wait, I remember being your age, I remember feeling like everyone's in a relationship, First of all, that's not true. Most people are lying. They're not really in a relationship. They're like texting some random person like, oh, yeah, 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 we talk. Yeah, yeah we're in a relationship. No, it's not true. I promise you, you can wait. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because now I'm married to the most wonderful woman in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this. Let me say this, not everyone has the same story as me, right? Not everyone can, you know, whatever, do what I did. Everyone can do it, but not, maybe you've made mistakes already or whatever, right? I wanna say that there is redemption, right? We just talked about the cross, right? We talked about the blood, right? So no matter what you've already done, the blood of Jesus covers that, right? You're made new. Right? You're a new creation, right? So I, I really want to uh, uh, emphasize that, that no matter what you've already done, it's not like you're less than, right? It doesn't mean anything, all right? God can restore you. God can redeem you no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, okay? So I really want to uh, make sure you guys know that. So for those of you who have that desire, you know, to, to be in a relationship, to be married, uh, like I did when I was 12, there are some things you can do when you're in that waiting period, all right? Those things are seek, serve, and pursue. Seek, serve, and pursue. What I mean by seek is seek happiness in God first, right? Seek to be a whole person, right? It's not two halves that get married and become one. It's one whole person and one whole person become one whole person, right? That's what two becoming one is, right? It doesn't say one becoming one, all right? And that's what I had to do, right, in that waiting stage 
I had to figure out different things. I had to get over depression. I had to uh, figure out who I was, my identity in Christ, right? I had to seek my joy in God, right? Because my wife, as much as I love her, she does not complete me. She doesn't. That's the bottom line. No other person will complete you. Only God can do that. And she knows I love her. She knows what I mean. (laughs) Second thing is to serve, right? Serve your family, serve your church, especially serve your family, especially serve your family and serve well. Like do things before you even get asked. Like you see some dishes in the sink. Oh, let me wash them real quick. Oh, the garbage isn't taken out. Let me take that out because that will help you. Right? When you get in a relationship, when you, when you are married. Because let me tell you something, my wife doesn't really tell me to do stuff all the time. I, a lot of times, I just go and do it. Right? Because I've learned how to serve. I've learned how to put others before myself. Right? To be less selfish and be more selfless. Right? The third thing is pursue. Right? Pursue your passion. Pursue hobbies. Pursue your career, right? Going to college, right? Finishing out high school strong, right? Maybe learning a trade, whatever it is. Pursue those things, right? Healthy friendships, right? It's so important to have really strong Christian friendships, right? So they can point you in the right direction, right? So you can also just have fun, good, clean fun, right? Where you're not getting in trouble or you're not doing something crazy, right? Because a lot of those friends that I developed in those stages were the same, same guys that were standing up with me when I got married. And I also want to say this. You know, I say dating outside of our faith. But sometimes, you know, someone will be like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah. And you're like, all right, good, we're dating. Right? But you have to see what, what the actions of this, of this person is. Right? You have to see that they're making an attempt, right? that they're trying, that they're actually moving towards something. Because right? some people will say they're Christian because their parents are Christian. Right? They're just like, oh, well, I inherited my faith. No, that's not, that's not how it works. It's a personal relationship. It's not through anyone else. Okay? So when someone says they're Christian, I'm not, saying, Trump, I'm not trying, to be, you know, trying to say be cynical, but see what their actions are. Right? Because our faith is made complete by our actions. Right? If someone says they're Christian, but they're out, uh, you know, smoking and drinking and sleeping around, uh, it's pretty safe to question what their faith is. Right? It's so important to do these things in the waiting stage because when you're seeking and serving and pursuing, then when that right person does come around, you'll know it. Right? Because you've been seeking God. You've been growing your relationship with the Holy Spirit. When that right person comes around, you will know it. And more importantly, when the wrong person comes around, you'll know it. Or when that little, little uh, cute boy comes around and you're like, oh, he's cute. Holy Spirit will be like, he ain't that cute. <laughs> right? When that girl comes around, you're like, oh, she's bad. Holy Spirit's going to be like, yeah, she is. He is. Right? So in that waiting stage, make sure you're growing. Make sure you're pursuing, you're seeking, you're serving, you're pursuing, because that will help you. I hope I was I wasn't harsh tonight. I really wanted it's so important. 
You know, the person you marry is the second most important decision you will make in your life after your decision to follow Christ. It's the second most important decision, right? Because that's the person you're going to build your life with. That's the person you're going to have kids with, if you know, if you want to. And that's the person that you're going to do your life with, right? So you need to make the right decision. You need to know what you're getting into, right? Because you don't want someone that is going to lead you down the wrong path. Father, I thank you. Thank you for who you are, for sending your son to die for us on the cross, Father God, that when Jesus died, Father God, that our, our, our relationship was repaired, that we were made new, that we were redeemed, that we were free from the bondage of sin. God, I thank you for that redemption, Father God. I, and I pray for anyone in this room tonight that maybe has fallen and maybe has made mistakes, Father God. God, I pray that they know that there's redemption through your blood, God, that they can be made new and that they can go and sin no more. I thank you. I thank you, Father. Give us, give us discernment to know who the right person is and who the wrong person is. God, give us patience to wait on that. And Father, give us joy in the meantime as we pursue you and as we grow and as we uh, just seek more and more of you. Thank you, and I praise you, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.